and cool, a way to deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morayand. My tagline this week is if uh, there was a boxing housewife. Float like a butterfly, sting like a biatch. Dangerously close to Leah's first tagline, float like a butterfly, sting like a bitch. When her whole thing was boxing. Alex, you're borderline copyright hey, infringement. hold on. I, I figured someone must have had the bitch thing, but the biatch? I mean. Wait, wait. You didn't know that that I was forgot, I forgot. Thing, I forgot. Is that she had that boxing coach? <laughs> Call him Elizabeth. Because <laughs> he's stealing taglines. <laughs> We're also joined by my lovely sister, Ms. Julia Baker. I don't start igloos. I don't finish. Oh, Luke. A little shade on the Luke. All talk, no completion of the igloo. Wow. So we never got to taste his syrup. Yeah, there was a lot of tree tapping, not a lot of... Yeah, maybe this is like just a metaphor for how he didn't complete anything this season. No relationships. There's a pun there. I don't know. Right in. Uh, do, we, do we know if he came when Hannah blew him? Oh! <gasps> No, we don't. Did oh my they, gosh, is he a starter, not a finisher? Didn't they say that she gave him a bullet job for three hours? That would make me think no. Yes. There's my science right there. Okay, my tagline this week is for Ultimate Girls Trip, ugh, which has the ugliest hashtag ever. So, oh yeah, I always forget what it is. It's like, regulty. It just does yeah. not look good. Every time I'm on the Reddit, I'm like, what are they talking about? <laughs> and then I've convinced myself on multiple occasions it's the real housewives of Dubai, which makes no <laughs> sense. It's the real housewives of Simlish. This one is for all the women. I have seen one episode, was delighted by it. Then they released a shit ton at once, so I'm not caught up at all. There are five episodes out there. I've done two. Oh, oh man. Okay, you're one ahead of me. I think Alex has done zero, so I'm in second place. Mm-hmm. Keep your friends close and your enemies as castmates. Because Kenya, with all of her bolo court energy, is channeling that towards Ramona. And it is amazing. I've never liked Kenya more. That's all I'm going to say. Kenya more? Kenya more! (laughs) I've never liked Kenya more. (laughs) I've never liked Kenya more, but now I've never liked Kenya more. More. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, we got to get into it real quick. <laughs> Kenya has a girl crush on Melissa, and it's just delightful. And I love when Kenya has a girl crush. And then also, I feel like this is Ramona and Luann de Lesseps' swong song. I feel like we're saying God. farewell. I, haven't, I have not seen, uh, again, as if I famously have seen Zero. But um, how is Luann behaving on this? Like, how is, the, the, how is she doing, my countess? I'm delighted that Ramona is brought her own bus to throw herself in front of. So just like last season of Roni, so not doing much. Okay. Yes, no. and she's right. naked 90% of the time. She's, like, giving us a good show on her way out. Alex, I do have to say really fast when we got to get in Potomac, the best parts is they are breaking the fourth wall constantly. Oh, the whole show is about them talking about their franchise. They argue about which one of their franchises is better. Ramona says that she could should get the best room because she's the, the original OG. Um, Teresa's mad that Melissa is there because Melissa's not an OG. It's like Luann is trying to amazing. direct the cameraman about how to film her. It's pretty awesome. It's really it's good. All wow. It's very, very fun. It's everything that you... And what? It's really lighthearted. It's great. Even with Ramona? Even with Ramona. 
Kenya doesn't take that shit. No. <laughs> Ramona's scared. It's great. Okay, we gotta get into Potomac. Alright. Uh, part three of a four-part reunion. Per usual, not a lot going on. I'd say our big thing is that Wendy is just doubling down on not being likable. I thought she maybe could redeem herself this reunion, but she just seems so insecure and Andy's laughing at her. It's not going well. And I think that she mm-hmm. thinks she's nailing it, but it's very cringy for everybody else. He threw shade at her loosely folder saying it was a major fall from the binder, which I thought was the most shady Andy has ever <laughs> thrown during a reunion. Yeah. He also said, like, I don't think this matters about the phone records. Uh-huh. It doesn't prove anything. It doesn't. And I don't know if she does think that she's doing that. Well. I, mean, I think maybe a lot of it is just, like, a very defensive energy at this point, which is very cringy to watch. Yeah, it makes me feel super uncomfortable. And, like, yes, Giselle did out the Eddie cheating rumors to millions or million of people. I don't know how many people watch the show. Us and some other people. But Wendy has made all these millions of people think he's actually cheated. Yeah, if she was like, Giselle, come on, it's a blog. They also said you had an STD. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. I would have been like, Giselle shouldn't have brought that up. But Mm -hmm. now I totally think he's cheated, especially when Andy said, Eddie, what do you think? He's like... They didn't think about my children. I'm like, oh, and he did cheat. He's saying it right now. And then she like talked for him for the rest of his appearance. Mm -hmm. She didn't let him say anything. She talked over everyone, which is like so annoying. Julia? Wendy was screaming, toss the salad really loud 45 times. And even Candace had to try to check her and be like, Wendy, we're good. We're done. Mm -hmm. Hold the salad. Don't scream at Mia. Wendy has it out for Mia. But um, I have to jump the gun here real quick. And talk about Vanderpump. The most intriguing thing for me was Charlie introduced us to Wikifeet. Yeah. We're all on it. And, oh, well, we're going to have to be on it. Because I looked up all the Potomac Girls scores. Well, and tons of women from other franchises. Wendy has the lowest score (gasps) on Wikifeet of all the women I have checked. Her score is a three. So I don't know if this is, like, are we viewing it from, like, the bottom up? Like, is everyone just not feeling her? No. And that's why? Is this franchises of women? This isn't just Potomac that you looked up? No, I looked up across the board. It's like, just, but at a random. Wow. I was not systematic. So I could have left a few out. Um, wow, I made a huge mistake going on WikiFeet as we're talking. <laughs> Keep going, Who Julia. doesn't have a WikiFeet score or profile? And this is the reason that the three of us need to make a public service announcement and call upon anyone we can possibly get to to help back this woman, Mia. For as <gasps> much as her feet have been brought up this season... That girl does not have a wiki feet. And I think we all need to take to the internet and give her a five. And then ask... Yes, calling out all the worst people on the internet, please do a service for us. <laughs> all the creeps that upload to wiki feet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, there are some creepy photos. But I feel like this is what we need to do. Yeah, Lala has a five. Oh, oh my god. Looking. I spent too much time <laughs> on wiki feet. They just like take paparazzi photos and zoom in on their feet. Some of them are flagged. The paparazzi photos are flagged for not showing any feet, which I thought was the funniest sensor to ever pop up. You have to cut this, but uh, friends I know that are like kind of like not really celebrities, but they're like known. I like know a lot of people that have wiki feet. Well, oh, we're keeping like, that in, Alex. This is a thing a lot of people are, like, really upset I know over. that people who are, like, pseudo-famous are very into their wiki feet. It's so crazy. They say their shoe size, the birthplace of said feet. You can keep it in, because then it's like, I'm a popular guy. I know people on wiki feet. All right. Well, we'll keep all of this. <laughs> well, we're about to know all three of us, because we're all creating wiki feet profiles. If I was on wiki feet, I would get the first negative number on the site. <laughs> Well, we have to create a wiki feat for Mia. I feel that it is a travesty that she does not have one. Nikki is all I have to say. Yeah, um, I thought it was very interesting. The girls, she comes out. They're all like, yay. She immediately starts attacking. It's like a human subreddit at this point. Like, Nikki is going after mm-hmm. Ashley. And she does not like Ashley. No, all the girls are coming no. to her defense, including Candace. Yes. They don't like an outsider there. I just thought I, it was very interesting. I think they're nervous about what Nikki's going to say about them. They're all having to band so together. So they want everyone backing them yet. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. Do you think Nikki got vaccinated before this? Or are they all at risk now? Oh, <laughs> I think they're all at know, risk. She's a notorious anti-vaxxer. Yeah, well, yes. good thing Karen has been vaccinated. So we don't have to worry about Karen at least. <laughs> I thought I was going to like it. I already don't like it. I'm just hoping that we've been done wrong by how they spliced our preview. Because the fact that Candace didn't bust out drive back as soon as Nikki asked her to sing it. I'm hoping that spliced incorrectly because I will be disappointed if Candace doesn't sing like a canary. I don't think she oh, will. I think she'll be I too nervous. I don't think she's going to. That's the uh, thing is I don't like it. It's it's. I thought I would. I thought it'd be like, oh man, Nicki Minaj is really going to go after these girls. It's going to be so funny. But it kind of just makes me feel, I don't know. What's the opposite of a fourth wall break? Like, it's not them looking at me, it's me looking at them, and I don't like it. You know what I and mean? And you are through the mouth of Nicki Minaj, which might trouble everyone. Um, are we ready for Vanderpup? Okay, picking up where we left off. Julia, Wiki Feet Part 2. So to continue my dislike of Charlie, though <laughs> I do love that she introduced me to Wiki Feet, the girl who introduced the world, aka me, to Wiki Feet, only has eight votes. She couldn't even come up with a way by the time that this episode of Vanderpump Rules was released to get herself more votes. Let me break them down. Beautiful feet score, four. Nice, one. Okay, three. Bad, none. Ugly, one. (gasps) She has a score of four that she's proud of given to her by eight voters. How is this girl? Oh, Sheena has a five. How is this girl? I'm, watching I'm looking up Alyssa's everybody. Looking at everybody. Julia has them memorized. Ah, uh, I mean, Charlie. At least, like, get your boyfriend. Do you think the boyfriend is one of the four? He's ugly. He's a beautiful. Anyway, wiki feet. Go spend two hours. I mean, there are like eight main cast members of Van Vanderpump Rules, right? So maybe it's all of them. Maybe she got all of them to... Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, you know that uh, Tom Schwartz gave her a one. 
Tom Sandoval does not have one. No, it's mostly just women. Is it all women? Well, know. duh, who's reviewing Tom Sandoval's feet? I didn't check for any men. I'll, I'll do a deep dive. Speaking of Tom Sandoval, Tom Sandoval is so hyper-focused on the stupid stuff in this bar, and it had never been so apparent as their pitch. I think a word salad was an excellent way to describe their bar's philosophy we hope to bridge your first night out with the deja vu of your future fantasy that that salad i love that katie immediately is like well yeah is this like a place for birthday parties would you have a bachelorette party here like what was was the vibe nope words 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 i think like the best way they can describe it in their heads it's just epic it's just like, it's all hype, man. Like, it's just going to be so fucking rad. That's all they've come up with, really. They typed that out on a Google Doc and then hit thesaurus for every single word. And that's what they presented. But I do really like that Tom Sandoval is so hyper-focused on the stupid stuff that he misspelled Schwartz. And Schwartz is such a ding-dong, he didn't even notice. I, my theory is Schwartz spelled it. I think Schwartz spelled <laughs> <laughs> it. hate Schwartz and Sandy's as a name and concept. But the only thing they've done besides phone naming this restaurant is order lighting that is actually being returned so nothing has happened with this restaurant (laughs) julia you're a business owner can i just ask you what would you say is like a average price for like a lighting installation like a lighting fixture well the thing is that space seems really big so that much money on that didn't seem like a huge amount but was it per that was the the i was hoping it was the whole order i thought it was like per Oh, if it's per light, that's obscene. Don't spend more than like three hundred dollars. What was it? Fifteen hundred bucks. It was Uh, like seventeen hundred, but I assumed it was the whole order, and I was like, "Oh, for lighting for that." But it could have just been for above the bar. You know, I don't really because they were not enough information to answer the question. And it looked like they got it from like a restoration hardware or like a Pier One, not like a commercial business. Just, I got my dining room lights from Restoration Hardware. Yeah, but it's your dining room. <laughs> for it's, the restaurant. It, oh, for the restaurant? <laughs> we'll wait until they turn the lights off and then their partner sees that they put black lights up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's the deja vu version. Um, I feel like Tom's <laughs> drinks are, Tom Sandoval's drinks are really kind of a metaphor for how this business plan is going because I feel like Tom Schwartz delivers drinks. They're fine. They get the job done. They're not that imaginative. There's a giant watermelon in them. Sure. But Tom Sandoval's, you light it on fire, but the fire doesn't really work. But like, it's supposed to be this big thing that kind of never takes off. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that's definitely how they're approaching this as well. Mm -hmm. And then the drink is called something weird, like a spring circa 2053 or some like weird future. He loves having weird futuristic little spins on his very normal things. (laughs) Did you get Brock trying to come for Craig's brand when he was sewing? Yes. For summer? Mm-hmm. I think we all saw it, and all of us thought, no, no, no. You don't like my sewing? <laughs> the weirdest, craziest thing that's ever happened in the show happened this episode. It's like this whole show has been building to this moment. This is what some would call the jump the shark moment in a show. Oh my gosh, Alex, I feel stumped. What has been building over the course of this series that, you know, Schwartz is sort of kind of infatuated with Lisa Vanderpump. But Lisa's <gasps> the dog thing? Coy, oh, the dog thing. 
I mean, it reminded me, there's a movie called Creep where the serial killer uh, dons like a wolf mask and does a dance for the person that he later kills. And it was the exact same like blocking as that movie. (laughs) Do we think Lisa's going to kill Schwartz? I would like that. I think that would be the excellent season finale. I would love it if she held him captive in that sad dungeon she has. Right, because like Schwartz is finally getting what he wants, but it's not what he expected. And that's no. like evident by like the the downstairs area is not what he wanted. The way he's getting Lisa is with her wearing a dog mask. Yes. Oh. I know. It's a true nightmare Sinister. for him. <laughs> okay, Salt Lake City. Okay, Salt Lake City was so good this week and I got bad news. We will not be getting a new Salt Lake City next week. Oh, interesting. So I really have two things that I need to discuss. Number one is that Jim filmed the meeting with her lawyer and her lawyer said something very interesting when she walked in. I'm so happy that you could make it in so many words. Like he was surprised that she showed up. I think he's camera shy. But if we recall a headline that came out this August, that lawyer is no longer her lawyer. He quit. Oh, yeah. She mm. lost. Well, I don't even know if it was this round of lawyers, but she has new lawyers than when this was filmed. Oh, no. So we will never see him again. The whole lawyer thing was very crazy, but not as crazy as Mary. And for the first time, I'm seeing a consensus on the internets that people are turning against Mary. At first, it was ha 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 ha. So funny. People are annoyed with her now. Why is she even a housewife? She's just a bummer. She's just a buzzkill. And she really is. She really stands out as different mm-hmm. I, I mean she's clearly has some major stuff wrong and I never have found her funny I think it's just sad but she really also knows how to defend herself like when being questioned on her church and if it was a cult or what was going on mm-hmm. she says what religion doesn't have bad things said about it and all the women think this is a very sound argument and they're like oh yes right mm, yes. right you're right. There's mm, nothing different about Mary's. I think that that was not the first time she's had to pull that argument out. My biggest question is why is Meredith backing Mary up so much? Yeah. Did, was there some sort of like post season one, Mary really had Meredith's back online relationship? That's the only I thing I could think really think so. about. Because we don't really see them interact with each other in a really friendly way that much on this show. No, all of a sudden Meredith was the Mary Whisperer. I feel like that came out of absolutely nowhere. So I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, Lisa Barlow, as much as I love her, is driving me absolutely crazy with bringing things up, hoping that somebody like fills in the blanks so she can be the one who's like, I didn't say that, but it's not going anywhere. So it just ends up with like topic sentences, but nothing to back it up. I love it. I think it's the smart move. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no one else has the information Lisa has clearly because no one's able to come up Mm-mm. with what Lisa's thinking. Speaking, going back to Mary, do we think that Mary has had people try to kill her with eggs before and that this isn't the first time she's microwaved her eggs? <laughs> so funny. Whitney's all worried that she's not going to make Mary's eggs just right. Microwaves. And Mary just makes sure it's, in fact, pure rubber by tossing it in the microwave. I think- which, before she even did that, Whitney had made her, like, an egg patty. Did you see, like, the result of Whitney's yes. careful egg preparation? <laughs> I think Mary has, like, an obsessive-compulsive 
aspect to her. The weird how she will only eat long rice, not short rice. The weird microwaving the egg thing, insisting everything's been rubbed down with alcohol. I don't know if it's she's kind of backed herself into this neurotic corner because she is God or if she's always been this like wacky. Maybe Bravo won't let her bring her food taster along in scenes. Her and she's poison. just very nervous. That's true. There has been suspicious activity in her church, Julia. You're right. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of this as like a boring peasant and not like a god like yeah. Mary is. Lisa Barlow, stop sitting in sorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Poem by Whitney. I'm back on the train that Whitney is the dumbest person alive and not the smartest. I, I'm keeping on that train. She had me for a minute, but... She knows a lot, though, about legal proceedings with schemes of the fraudulent variety. <laughs> and um, you came yes. with, with this information this week, Elizabeth, that Iris and Bo, the old one or the new one, I can't remember, but yeah. the Iris and Bo number one was, in fact, a pyramid scheme. Like a she, straight up pyramid scheme, not an MLM, like a pyramid scheme, which they had to go oopsie daisy, mm-hmm. and, and then they had to rebrand. And then she alluded that Iris and Bo two had dropped the business partner. So maybe she knows so much about Jin Shah's predicament because she had to start researching what her business partner was doing to her baby business. She was able to oh. name drop like what you do when a company is going under and how you can use that as a tax write uh-huh. mm-hmm. Very quickly. Just- and taking advantage of uh, clients. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think Jenny is starting to realize that even if you think Whitney's the dumbest in the room, that Heather and Whitney is the team to be a part of. If yes. you want to ultimately be in the most sane scenario at the end of the day. Yeah. She started losing allegiance with Lisa as Lisa will not tell anybody what she knows. Yeah. And that was also driving me crazy. Like, let's just get it out there. And people online were laughing that she did pull a, well, Tom's house was broken into at the very end when she's like, he mortgaged his house and took out $300,000. It was very abrupt. Um, That really set Meredith off in kind of a bizarre way. I, there is, everybody knows something and they are not saying anything yeah i think that's why whitney started with that crazy line of we all have to say what we know or else we will all be in danger (laughs) that it was a crazy line (laughs) and it made no sense so the only thing i could think of is she wants everyone to lay their cards on the table so then they're all guilty of saying it on national television yeah and because no one's Mm -hmm. willing to take the plunge we won't know for a while yeah, we're definitely still in Act 1 of this mystery. Jen Shaw also came out and said who was on the phone. And she said that it was either the DA or an investigator. I don't oh, remember. That's so funny. Way to really make your story believable. And they're calling her, telling her to pick up her son. And, like, and, and also to go to the hospital to see her husband. And then they pulled her over like on the way to whatever route that was. <laughs> Yeah, the least believable story just sandwiched into her declaring her innocence and how she would never defraud. You gotta appreciate her doubling down. The least prepared a person could be for knowing they're about to be filmed talking to their lawyer. And so far, the biggest defense I've seen from her is that she wasn't blacklisted from Louis Vuitton and then that wasn't Sharif calling her saying, you need to get out now, they're coming for you. You don't want it filmed. Like, that's all she's defended herself on. 
And she also, yeah, she defended the shoplifting thing too, right? That was like the <laughs> yeah, one thing she that did. she's like, yes. how dare you? <laughs> yeah, I feel like she needs to uh, not worry about the petty things so much. Okay, so Jen posted a screenshot of an email that was from louis.vuitton at louisvuitton.com. <laughs> very, very reliable source. Being like, that's crazy. You're not blacklisted. Plus, if you paid in cash, how could we even blacklist you? Uh, and then Meredith <laughs> posts, great point, Louis at louisvuitton.com. <laughs> and then Meredith posted on her Instagram on Sunday, saying that she's aware that people send stuff anonymously and then just it's so all over the place but like the battles these women are fighting is so funny compared to like the actual gravity of the actual issue i know meredith dropping that shoplifter story is like here's the nail in the coffin here's how i know (laughs) Jen deserved to be arrested. <laughs> yeah, Meredith is saying that, like, oh, that email wasn't real, probably. It's like, yeah, duh. And then what they all are, they all are windy with their printouts. Like, and we're all Andy saying, I don't think this is the evidence you yeah, think it is. But the printout I need isn't Meredith posting something about Louis Vuitton at LouisVuitton.com. I need to know the private eye. Yeah, where's that That's guy? the receipts I want to see. Probably just that security footage that we saw. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. Any final thoughts before Winter House? I would like to end the segment by saying, everything good is with a B. Barlow, berries, and bacon. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that, but Winter House. For Winter House this week, we have episode five and episode six. Because the finale. Yes. Um, they could have been one giant super episode, which is how I viewed them. And I have to say 10 out of 10, mm-hmm. definitely recommend. Better Game of Thrones uh, finale than Game of Thrones. Yes. I would say yes. I agree. Paige had me on quite a roller coaster. I thought that she saw through Andrea. <laughs> and then she got swept back up with his big, like, oh no, Paige, I got her. His big hook that he got back into her was... Maybe I say I met a really cool chick. And she was like, yes. Perfect. He's in love with you, me. Oh, Paige. You know what I heard, Elizabeth? What? I am single guy. <laughs> <laughs> and she went, forgiven. Here are my parents. <laughs> I had to rewatch the Austin Luke tree tapping conversation like five times. I had no idea what they were talking about. It was in episode five. They have a conversation. I had subtitles on and I said, wait, what? And I had to keep going back. Can I tell you what was said? Yes. It was like Craig was supposed to go tap trees because he and Luke hadn't been tapping anything. So you might as well tap the trees. I got that part. And then Austin says, oh, and doesn't offer to help Luke tap the trees. No, but Austin says Mm -hmm. he isn't getting any and needs to make it known that he needs fun. Sierra is not sleeping with Austin. Oh. That's what I deciphered from the word salad if we could, well... He makes that clear in the later scenes, too, that they haven't had sex yet. Yeah. So by the time that she, like, stays over the night, he's, like, weird about it. He's like, yep, I finally got her. Bye! Yeah. Ugh. Madison was such a character in Winter House. A huge one. She had a stroke. No, she had a seizure, Julia. I saw that you wrote she had a stroke. No, she had a seizure. A stroke of genius. 
by using that to manipulate Austin. Did she really have a seizure? Was that reported? I mean, like, not that it's any of our business, but that feels like that's very traumatic that she seized in front of her son. I loved Madison in this season of Winter House. She was really pulling the strings. And Natalie. By inviting Madison to dinner. Did you love Craig is like in frame when Paige and Andrea are like leaving the house and saying how much they're going to miss each other. You see Craig standing right there smiling. Did you notice that? Yes. It felt like just such a fun little editing choice to be like, uh, uh. (laughs) I really feel like Craig was going to break up with Natalie and then that was like, oh, perfect. Excellent excuse. I'm loyal to my boy, Austin. But how how long was this trip again? Like 17 days? Exactly 17 days. How can you go from I'm going to spend my life with this person to, oh, sorry, got to break up in 17 days? Madison is one of the big no-nos for Craig. I mm-hmm. feel like that's like the worst thing you could have done to Craig. Oh, that is the okay. biggest deal breaker he has. I'm sorry, can I bring up an unrelated deal breaker for me? Hmm. Julia's boyfriend sends her a package. What is that package? A dozen red roses, a teddy bear, and then chocolates. That was the biggest I don't know my girlfriend gift. Oh, it was, she liked it so much. I know, but you know that's a 1-800-Flowers package thing that he At clicked add to cart. At least he clicked all three. Oh, Julia, they're a bundle. That's <laughs> a Black Friday deal. It just bummed me out because she was like so excited. And I think she's really, really cute. And I would have loved to see single Julia. I could have done without Luke in Winterhouse. I could have done without Gabby. Neither of those people did anything for me. Gabby knows she had a bad outing. She almost seems apologetic for it in the last episode when they go to her talking head and she's like, yeah, it didn't really go the way I wanted it to. Yep, won't be invited back. You guys will never see me again. Sorry. Also, you could tell she'd been studying her sociology books. Um, when she had a very thorough description of what was happening with like Austin and Amanda when like they were asking her about it later in that episode. <laughs> she was very clear like he's mad about this because that blah, 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 blah. she's really learned uh, human interaction. So yes. yes, we at least saw a character development with her. <laughs> yeah, yes. she had an arc. Craig, Madison, Austin situation. Going back. Craig says, I can't believe that Natalie went out with Madison. Madison called Natalie a whore on TV. Cut to that clip. Of Madison not saying that at all. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty, I mean, it was a pretty understandable thing what Madison said. Yeah, like, well, I think that's just going to be kind of too close to home. Like, they're dating, but she slept with his friend. Like, I think that's going to be kind of awkward. That's not calling her a whore at all. That's, <laughs> as Gabby would say, this is what's happened. But we simply must talk about Austin before signing off on this season. He was clearly the lead character. Villain? And, (laughs) yes, who we all loved, by the way, during the first episode. I knew, and I said, I can't wait for me to eat these words. We were like, hey, this Austin guy divorced from the context of Southern Charm is pretty cool. And then. (laughs) And then Amanda, our favorite, goes and questions him about his intentions, and it is all Uh. downhill from there. After yelling at Julia at the table. In the sweetest way she could have done it. Yeah, Austin went a little too hard on random things. When Julia was asking Andrea, her friend, what's going to happen afterwards, Austin loses his mind. It's like, it's not even about you. It's a, You're drawing too much attention to yourself. Yeah. And Andrea was saying, I am single guy. <laughs> I, I can't stand Austin. And Sierra deserves so much better. I think Sierra 
knew by the end of it, like, oh, this isn't going to go anywhere. Let me just say, I feel so bad for her, and I love her. I love her so much. She just seems so real compared to everyone else on that show in terms mm-hmm. of, like, how her emotions and everything. The way that she was reacting to Austin, like, being like, oh, I'm too drunk to talk about this right now. She was truly hurt. I don't know why it's Austin, but I've, my heart broke for her, which is something that rarely wow. happens for me watching these shows. Um, Austin is my favorite villain out of all of the Bravo villains. I'm sorry, can I just say this? I know that we know this, this is common knowledge, but Austin's name on Instagram is Kroll the Warrior King. Just yes. have to mm. put that out there, just into the universe. Ugh, I hate Austin. I wish I had something more to say, but that's it. Just he lived up yeah. to how trashy I knew he would be. I have two stray thoughts. Ooh, yes, mm-hmm. Two things that made me laugh a lot. One thing that really made me laugh was when Julia asks Andrea what's going to happen between him and Paige when they leave Winterhouse. He says, I don't know. I'm not a magician. <laughs> and the other thing was when Paige is looking at Andrea's like outfit for the final day. She says he looks like a Willy Wonka man, not just Willy Wonka. <laughs> like there's a whole bunch of different <laughs> Willy Wonka men. <laughs> Suffice it to say, I loved it. I loved the show. <laughs> My two stray thoughts are I thought it was hilarious when Paige was trying to get Andrea's feelings towards her out on the table. She decides that they're on the same page. Uh huh. Um uh-huh. They are not, by the way. (laughs) No, they definitely aren't. (laughs) I'm a little concerned. Amanda, when she's trying to quiz Kyle on whether or not his eyes are open, asks him what color her eyes are, to which he responds with the wrong answer. Twice. They're fianced. Mm. Twice. It was just a concern. She seems unfazed. I think that's the least of your worries when you're engaged to Kyle. (laughs) Again, Kyle and Amanda, they don't really have a storyline. They don't really do very much, but they are very, very enjoyable to watch. Amanda did improve her skiing, which was necessary for the future of their relationship. Our ski-dependent relationship. And also, I know that we're in a pandemic, but take your fiancé on a vacation. That's not a Bravo sponsor. Yeah, have a date night that's not on Bravo. Come on, Kyle. Come on. Okay. Awards! My award this week is the Elizabeth, it's an S, not a Z award, named after myself. My first name, Elizabeth, is spelled with an S and not a Z. And this award goes to Sandoval for misspelling shorts, where it is fact a Z, not an S. <laughs> so congratulations, uh, Sandoval, or if you believe Alex, shorts. <laughs> My last place Lisa award, named after Lisa Barlow, who was last place on the racetracks season one of Salt Lake, the episode that (laughs) made us all fall in love with her on this podcast, (laughs) goes to Mary, who was last everywhere she goes. My award is the Robert Durst Hollywood Award. As we know from watching that amazing documentary where Robert Durst outs himself as a murderer, he spelled Hollywood wrong with only one L. And that was part of the evidence that condemned him. I give this award to Jin Shaw, who sent threatening texts to the ladies anytime they had done her wrong from a random phone number they didn't know. But she spelt because 
B-C-U-Z, which is something that she herself does and only Jinshaw does. And because of this, <laughs> I am gifting the Robert Durst Hollywood Award to Jinshaw. Congratulations. Oh, wow. Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime.